If you haven't already noticed, young people are leaving the church in droves today. But the question is, why? Has there been something in the way the church or we as parents have failed to communicate about the gospel? Is the age-old complaint that Christians are just hypocrites a valid reason for this exodus? Or is the problem much more complex? Today's overly indulged kids live in a smorgasbord of entertainment, amusement, pleasure, and information that makes focusing on eternal things, to be quite blunt, a bit of a bore in their eyes. But are these any greater reasons than the myriad other reasons people have given for shunning the church in times past? Well, whatever the reason or reasons, it's become a concern for parents and for the future of our faith here in America. Why millennials are walking away from the church and how you can lead them home, next on Licensed to Parent. Well, hello once again, and welcome to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program helping teens in crisis and helping their families. I'm Rich Rosel, and our host is Trace Embry, the founder and director of Shepherds Hill. And Trace, we have all noticed that well, kids don't seem to be motivated to go to church anymore, and I, I think this is really true for the young people who leave home to live on their own, even, even when they've gone to church all of their growing up years. Yeah, you know, and, and while they're, they're leaving the church, they still aren't leaving their parents' homes. Uh, <laughs> and in some cases, uh, they, they're really not claiming to be leaving the faith either. Uh, but church, sadly, it's, it's also not uncommon for 30-year-olds to be playing video games and watching porn in their parents' basements or entertaining or pleasuring themselves into imbecility in any number of other ways. Uh, and, and regrettably, Rich, a lot of a lot of parents are complicit uh, in all of this by by allowing their kids to do it. You know, k- kicking our kids out of the nest is just so counterintuitive to our carnal nature. Uh, yet when mom and dad go to church on Sunday morning, twenty three year old Junior is still hung over from Saturday night, and not necessarily from drugs or alcohol either, but from any number of of, of means of overindulgence. I mean, uh, this could be in the form of entertainment or pleasure or information overload or food or any, you know, like I say, any number of things. Consequently, he or she, usually he, just can't seem to answer the bell for church, uh, nor is he or she inclined to do so. But uh, this isn't the only problem. I mean, this thing is so systemic, as I often say, to this culture these days that it's almost become the new normal. But in, in the eyes of God and, and the grand scheme of common sense and all that's healthy and good, mm-hmm. it really is a human tragedy. And uh, so I'm anxious to hear what our guest uh, take is on getting this generation back on track for Christ's sake. Well, um, it would be cliche to say it, but I'll say it anyway. He wrote the book on this subject. <laughs> Alex McFarlane is a repeat offender on License to Parent. He's been a guest many times, and it's always a joy to have him with us. Alex serves as director of the Center for Christian Worldview and Apologetics at North Greenville University, which is a leading Christian college in the U.S., He's spoken at hundreds of locations throughout North America and internationally. He's preached at now over 1,500 different churches. Uh, He's been featured at conferences such as the Billy Graham School of Evangelism, Focus on the Family's Big Dig, Josh McDowell's True Foundation events, California's Spirit West Coast, and many more. And by the way, you and I are big fans of his Truth for a New Generation conferences and of his many books, uh, including... 
the one we're going to talk about today, Abandoned Faith, Why Millennials Are Walking Away and How You Can Lead Them Home. And that book was co-written by Jason Jimenez. Well, Alex, welcome back to Licensed to Parent, brother. Well, thank you guys so much. I, I have such a respect for all that you all do. I often hear uh, Licensed to Parent on the radio and just uh, know that I'm deeply grateful for the work you do. You're, you're making a tangible difference for God's kingdom and for our nation, and I respect you immensely. Well, vice versa, brother. You're certainly doing the your fair share of the work too. But uh, uh, the subtitle of your book, uh, Abandoned Faith, is, is Why Millennials Are Walking Away and How You Can Lead Them Home. I, I think it's important to draw a line of demarcation uh, uh, between leaving the church and leaving the faith necessarily because there are some kids that aren't leaving the faith, but they're leaving the church. How's the church been most complicit in this mass exodus, uh, exodus that we're seeing? Uh, where are we missing the mark as a church? Well, uh, that's a great question, and, and you're right. I mean, some leave the faith, uh, some don't leave the faith, but do shy away from the church. I think a, a key has been to how we share the gospel over the last, really, 40, 50 years. You know, a book came out about 20 years ago, and I, I don't mean to continue looking backward, but I think it is helpful to kind of understand some landmarks. Sure. J.I. Packer wrote a great book around 1990 called A Quest for Godliness. And it was kind of a warning call that in sharing a gospel that is just pray the sinner's prayer, and then decades from now, someday you'll die and go to heaven. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, from praying the sinner's prayer to whenever you leave this world, you know, you're pretty much, you know, do whatever you want to do. Locked in. Uh, and, and I agree with Packer that that's not the complete gospel. Yeah. With the rise of youth ministry, and there, I remember going to youth ministry conferences in the late 80s where there would be this mantra, it's a sin to bore a kid. Yeah. Well, is that a lie? Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, for, for goodness sakes, um, in the quest to always make church fun, 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 pizza, paintball, Pepsi, we've not shared the message that, look, if you're going to be a follower of the Lord, Jesus Christ. You take up your cross. The Christian journey is not always, quote-unquote, fun. It's joyful. It's glorious. Right. It's the greatest thing in the world. But let me tell you, there, there are times in the Christian life where you, you do the work of prayer. Absolutely. Um, you, you discipline yourself, and you learn, as Paul said, to mortify the flesh. And you say no uh, to, you know, desires and temptations. Uh, listen, I think that to just view life in terms of, you know, drug addicts, drug addicts talk about chasing the dragon. You've got to go from one high to the next bigger high. Mm -hmm. And if, if all of life is just what I'm going to do, quote, for fun, that, that's, that's demonic. That's a lie. Absolutely uh, The right. life of the disciple is one of, of saying no to the world, the flesh, and the devil and saying yes to the master. And so yeah, I, I do think in the American church, one of the ways we've been somewhat complicit is we've shared a message that has really been less than the gospel. Yeah. We, we have worked for a, a long time in the recent decades as a church to try to be seeker-friendly, to try to 
you know, do all these things to be more attractive, if you will, by the world standards to those who may not be familiar with church. Maybe they've never set foot in church, but yeah, it looks like what we've done is we've watered down the gospel. We've stayed away from anything controversial, and we have therefore excluded the iron sharpening iron that needs to come with discipleship. I would agree. Yeah, and you know, here's here's the other problem. There's a little bit of a conundrum here. Uh, Christians, uh, particularly pastors, uh, seem to measure success by numbers. Yeah, that's that seems right. to be their only measure of success. I realize it's harder to, to, to you know, to empirically me- measure spiritual success. But you got these poor youth workers that are pressured to to raise the numbers in their yeah. youth groups, and uh, the pastors, being guys who only measure things by numbers see that, uh, you know, if the numbers are going down, then automatically that youth pastor can't be succeeding. So what he does, he, he does the pizza, Pepsi, and, and partying, and the bells and whistles, five minutes of Bible, and 55 uh, minutes of, you know, basically screwing around uh, to get the kids in. But what gets the kids in doesn't keep them in. And so co- there's a constant shift and change going on. And this guy's sweating bullets to keep his job, to keep the numbers exactly. up. My counsel to youth pastors are find yourself a pastor who understands what true uh, success is. And then maybe your youth group goes from 50 to maybe 12. I mean, G- Jesus changed the whole world with 12 people and no Internet. Dietrich really? Bonhoeffer did that. Well, there you uh, go. Bonhoeffer. Yeah, yeah, there's a famous story where Bonhoeffer was teaching a Sunday school class of teenage boys. And he got there and... Uh, he began to try and teach, and somebody threw an eraser and hit him in the head. And uh, he looked up, and, and pandemonium broke out. So Bonhoeffer just sat down, and one by one, the boys left. Uh, and finally, he was down to like two or three boys. You know, 25 boys had left the room. Mm-hmm. And Bonhoeffer just smiled. And when it was finally down to three that were willing to stay and see what this interesting, you know, here's a guy that didn't genuflect and say, oh, please. Teenagers, please like me, please like me. Right. And he, he said, okay, now let's begin. Um, I, and listen, I was a youth pastor for 11 years, and I, it was my privilege to serve a great church. However, I will say, and this is, guys, this is 20 years ago, 22 years ago. Mm-hmm. The pressure was always on to have big numbers, yeah. and you've always got to top yourself. And if you if you had, like, a lock-in with inflatable bounce houses right. last year. Right. You better top yourself. And I, I remember um, I was the weird youth pastor who was always saying, bring your Bible, and I'm going to teach you not only the Word of God, but we're going to learn about C.S. Lewis, and we're going to learn about, you know, defending the faith. And um, I remember, huh, it's funny, there's a church two miles from where I'm recording this that interviewed me for their youth pastor job 30 years ago. And the first question out of the committee was, uh, what games do you know? There you go. Okay. Yeah. I lost out my first youth pastor interview to the hip, cool, uh, the guy with the goatee who, um, you know, was immensely cooler than me and knew better games. But he turned out to be a drug addict, split the church, mm. and, you know, I don't know what he did with his youth for the years he was there, but, you know, I was the guy that was like, okay, we're going to study the Bible and God's Word. And that's what we've got to get back to. Yeah. Let yeah. me just say this, that um, it's fine in, in our interaction with young people. Look, I get it. Young people are full of energy. They've got a lot of optimism. They've, 
you know, we need to maximize on the great attributes and dynamics of, of the teenage years and, you know, mission trips and, yeah, sure, beach retreats and, and some of the fun things, but we've got to help them understand that they're becoming disciples, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I do want to say this. This is from the, the book Abandoned Faith, Why Millennials Are Leaving the Church and How to Bring Them Home. Here is a, 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 a mindset that we've got to be, we've got to take note of, that my generation might, might have thought in terms of true fault, um, right, wrong. But this generation thinks more in terms of shame versus honor. Mm-hmm. And, and Trace, I would, I would love you to respond to this, but in interviewing probably 300 young people, one-on-one interviews for this book, mm-hmm. um, let me say, for instance, when I was in college and I read Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell, I was like, yay, the tomb is empty. Historically, we can prove the Bible, yay. Well, you can give the evidence, the empirical evidence that that is very valid, but a millennial or a Z is not necessarily going to turn their life over to Jesus because of it. That's true. They're not thinking in terms of guilt, innocence, truth, fault. They're thinking in terms of inclusion or exclusion. Yeah. Rich is uh, calling me for a break here, so we need, to, we need to take a break. Alex McFarland is our guest today on Licensed to Parent. We're talking about the book Abandoned Faith, Why Millennials Are Walking Away and How You Can Lead Them Home. It's available on his website, alexmcfarland.com. And incidentally, we'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on this conversation. Uh, you can let us know what you think on our website at licensedtoparent.org. And by the way, while you're there, you can find other programs and conversations that may be of interest to you and may help fuel the fire of your parenting according to a biblical worldview. We'll be back with more with Alex McFarland right after this. The world of digital technology is always changing, and it's changing you if you're comfortable with technology or not. Your kids may take technology almost completely for granted and rarely notice its effects. On the other hand, you may adapt to technology more slowly, but are affected by the digital invasion just as much as your kids. In the book, The Digital Invasion, How Technology is Shaping You and Your Relationships, authors Dr. Archibald Hart and Sylvia Hart-Fried uncover the ways digital technology is changing us from within, physically, mentally, and especially spiritually, and offers therapeutic and biblical strategies to become good stewards of our digital lives. The Digital Invasion also includes 10 pages featuring Trace Embry of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Find The Digital Invasion in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds support the Shepherd's Hill Academy Student Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and licensed parents to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. 
I cannot gainsay how important this is and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. And again, you'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. And we're talking today with Alex McFarland, author, speaker, and apologist about his book, Abandoned Faith, Why Millennials Are Walking Away and How You Can Lead Them Home. Trace? Dr. Richard Leahy, a prominent uh, psychologist, uh, uh, claims that Today's kids are under as much stress uh, as the average psych patient in the 1950s. Where is this stress coming from? And, and why would it lead kids away from church and not toward it? Because they're surrounded by hypocrites day in and day out without church in the equation. So where is this stress coming from? And how can we mitigate it as parents? Uh, this is going to sound simplistic. I, I think we don't get enough rest for one thing. Well, that's and true. mentally, none of us perform at our best when we don't get enough sleep. And moms and dads need to set boundaries on use of technology. Amen. And to be able to have that mobile device 24-7. Kids are waking up in the middle of the night to uh, check emails and texts and Instagrams and all that. Think about this. There's broken homes. There's sexual molestation. There's a culture that, that they see as being in upheaval. And unless your kids are going to a solidly Christian school, if they're in the public school, they're being given so many messages about how horrible America is, how adults have ruined everything. There's no hope. You're not going to be able to make it financially. You'll probably never own a home. And so, um, you know, as the Greeks said, in a declining culture, all that matters are bread and circuses. In other words, food and entertainment. Mm -hmm. Um, the Internet is a refuge. Now, think about this. 20 years ago, the Internet was a, a deviation and an escape from the real world. Today, the real world is an escape from the Internet. Yeah, and that's true. Kids, um, the stresses they're under, uh, got to make the grades, got to get in the right program. You're going to graduate with student loan debt. You're never going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most kids never come from a traditional, stable, loving two-parent home. There you go. Just many of the cultural oases that we enjoyed or or we knew were there for encouragement, respite, uh, a little bit of solace, they're just not there for this generation. Mm -hmm. Well, how how much of the millennial exodus from church is fueled by the mere fact that that today's kids, they, they don't want to be told how to live because they've been conditioned to kind of do your own thing under, under the, uh, you know, the mantra of postmodernism, uh, especially in a world with abundant choices, maybe too many, not maybe, there are too many choices and uh, that have yeah. entertained these kids into an insanity. Well, and, and let me say this, you know, this is a generation that's grown up on, you know, Panera Bread and branding and Starbucks. Right. And they, I will tell you, Retailers and businesses are scrambling because millennials and younger do not go for second best. I mean, what is a starter home today is what you and I would have thought would have been a trophy home. And so many churches look drab. They they look second, 
third rate. The bathrooms are not clean. And I mean, if you've got a, a kid, even a Christian kid, that is used to a world class customer experience wherever they go, mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to sit in some smelly, dirty, unkempt fellowship hall mm-hmm. and feel like it's relevant to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good point. I'm I'm curious about this. Uh, many would argue that parents are still their child's greatest influence, but the other side of that equation says, no, if I've got a million friends on social media, that's who I'm going to go to. That's going to be my greatest influence. Where where do you stand on this? What What do you think parents' chances are at really being able to turn the tide with their kids and influence them to pursue Christ and pursue a relationship? You know, it's interesting. I was reading about um, of of millennials and younger that um, die, and you know, through suicide is a big cause. But you know, we have this thing called mortality, and people die. It's interesting how they're documenting that a lot of these young young adults that die have very few people attend a funeral, and they might have five thousand Facebook friends or hundreds and thousands of social media contacts, but nobody comes to the funerals. That's very sad. Mm-hmm. I think social media is going to go down as one of the greatest wastes of time in human history. I think you're right. Um, but we still want three things. We want acceptance, significance, security. Yeah. And human nature hasn't changed. We want relationship. And this is where the church can, we, we've got this thing in spades. Kids want to be a part of a tribe. Um, and we've got the, the greatest tribe of all, the greatest family. That's, you know, I, I think a lot of kids that gravitate toward homosexuality or gender confusion, it's not that they um, are born gay. It's that they are, there's a, a, an alienation and loneliness, and kids will go to whatever tribe will open their arms and embrace them. Mm-hmm. What we've got to do in the body of Christ is be the true family of God that ecclesia, that called out assembly, where yes, there's there's unconditional love. And and I don't mean um, license and no standards, but there is unconditional love. And there is, you know, doing life together, going on the journey, and I've got your back, and nothing can change that. And there's grace, and there's growth, and there's forgiveness, and there's the spirals of intimacy. I mean, we're growing deeper in trust, honesty, respect. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we really do offer authentic relationships for life, family, friends, the body of Christ, people will come to that because human nature, we still want that. Um, Even in the garden before the fall, God recognized that it was less than ideal. It is not good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. And sin had not entered the world yet, and yet, aloneness was less than ideal. So God made Adam a companion, uh, a suitable helper, Eve. Um, We're not made to be alone. We're made for relationships. And that's what the church can offer this world. Yeah. And I think adults need to understand, uh, particularly uh, parents, that kids don't trust adults anymore. Uh, I think uh, we have discredited ourselves by the things that we're addicted to and the things that we do to basically bring shame upon the name of Jesus Christ, the way we walk our, our walk and talk our talk. Uh, and, and kids, they really do long to trust adults. They need uh, adult 
uh, not just supervision, but companionship and, and counsel. Um, and, and I think they need us to be prescriptive. A lot, a lot of I've heard a lot of professional parenting uh, folks who say, "Oh, your kids want to be listened to. Uh, they, they don't. They don't want you to be prescriptive." Well, they want both. They they want to be listened to, of course, but they really do uh, want to hear from someone older and wiser who's been around the block a few times. If you watch that old uh, TV or uh, uh, movie, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, uh, when George Bailey was young, he, he wanted to know how to solve a problem with Mr. Gower. He saw a sign, uh, it was a cigar co- uh, commercial or whatever, and uh, the sign says, ask dad, he knows. Well, that implies dad yeah. being prescriptive, that dad's responsible and mature and and uh, is worthy of, of listening to. Uh, so we've got to make ourselves worthy of being heard ourselves as parents. You know, I, I tell men, I say, the best thing you can do for your children is to love their mother. Amen. And dad, uh, your kids need to see you uh, treat their mom, your wife, with respect. Um, you lay down your life for your bride, just like Christ laid down his life for his bride, the church. Uh, and, and I want to call on men to be men, Amen. to be masculine. Um, you know, we, we have lived in a hyper-feminized culture. Yep. Um, God made male and female. A true man of God is a man of strength, mm-hmm. is a man of conviction, consistency, love, grace. Um, I honestly think boys um, just innately, intuitively want to look up to men and learn their masculinity from men that are full of the Holy Spirit right. and and being what men are supposed to be. And, they, and not be ashamed of the of the testosterone that God put in you for crying out loud. But, right but on, harness brother. But harness that with the Spirit of God, and, and you've got what any woman would die to have. And I, I call our girls all the time here at Shepherd's Hill. If you had a guy who would commit to you, was faithful to you, provide for you, uh, uh, loved you unconditionally, would you have any problem submitting to a man like that, who was a man submitted to God? Every hand goes up every time. And I'm talking the Gen exactly. Z generation. And, and, and let me say, your virginity is like your reputation. You can only lose it once. Yeah. We need to talk to kids because the world is going to talk to them 24-7. We need to yep. talk about sexuality. And God gave the human race marriage, family, sexuality um, to be experienced in the context of marriage, to be enjoyed That's in exactly the context right. of marriage. And remember, Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy. That's John yep. 10, 10. Jesus came to give us everlasting life and abundant life. And don't let the devil rob you of the blessings that God has for you, Amen. especially when it comes to that that most personal of things, your gender, your sexuality, which God has told us yeah. how we are to live. We got to run, brother. We're out of time here. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I wish we could Alex, thanks so much for being with us. Alex McFarland, our guest, author of the book, Abandoned Faith, Why Millennials Are Walking Away and How You Can Lead Them Home. It's available on his website, alexmcfarland.com. That's Alex McFarland, spelled M-C-F-A-R-L-A-N-D.com. Alex, thanks so much. God bless you both. Thank you, brother. And that wraps up another edition of License to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Again, you'll find us online at licensetoparent.org. And as always, if you can help the work we do here financially, and we certainly hope you will, 
please click the Donate button at the top of the page at LicensedToParent.org and become one of our ministry partners. Your gift can help the work that we do at Shepherd's Hill Academy, our parent organization, and can also help less fortunate families who may need residential care but can't afford it. A donation in any amount will certainly be a blessing, and unfortunately, that need continues to be great. Just click the Donate button when you visit LicensedToParent.org, and thanks in advance. Our guest coordinator on License to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosl, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.